We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in the 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's the kid Ebony from the PSG podcast, the only place where you would hear interviews from Black women anonymously on stories that would enlighten and expand on taboo topics. Now, if you hear someone that sounds familiar, mind the business that pays you, child. If you like the PSG podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please, five-star reviews only. Hold me down, don't hold me up. Merch is now available on the site as well as my book list, so please make sure you visit the link in the show notes below. You can connect with the kid on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl and at the PhD Podcast. If you are on Twitter, please follow me at the PhD Podcast. Now, if you are all caught up with episodes, listen to the bonus episodes by supporting the PhD Podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PhD Podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous, so let's begin this week's episode. You know, that makes a lot of sense now because I'm thinking about certain videos that I watched over the weekend and I can see that dynamic because there would be times where you would just be like, you're talking and you're just expressing yourself and she would just be sitting there just watching you. And it seems like she want to say something, but she can't. Yeah, she didn't like it. She didn't like, but she would never say it out loud that she didn't like it. And did you notice I wouldn't let her talk much? Yeah. Yeah. Because I wouldn't let her take over my show. She mm-hmm. wanted to talk and take over and she wanted to make me shut up. How could you say that? And we would get in the argument sometimes before we got on the show and she would put me down. She would have to have that stab mm-hmm. before the camera was on and said she was better than me. And you can and also, I had to say, oh, no, mm-hmm. you can also see the difference of yourself when you did the show by yourself compared to where she on the shows that she was with you. Now but what you know, what did you notice when she wasn't there? And when she was there. What did you know? I feel like when you was, when you, I think that you are always who you are as far as like the showmanship and you speaking yourself, this and that. But I also feel like, I don't know, something, it was just something different. Like you can just see your, your mannerism. And maybe I'm just thinking about it because of her presence, because she didn't speak much at all. And then when she did speak, it was very like a couple of sentences here and there. But I'll I, cut her off. Right. But I feel like when you was there by yourself, I don't know, maybe there was like a calmness to you or something or like, because you would still be yourself, but I feel like it, it was a difference. But girl, I had to hold back the pain because like I said, what y'all didn't know, we're sitting there and I'm smiling. I'm like, welcome. Feel right. like you can Power show. But she had just insulted me. Mm. And I had to sit there and smile and make it laugh and, and, act like she had not just insulted me right 
But I also feel like with the platform and hearing you share your story and having a conversation with you right now, I feel like you was the mother to a lot of women that you wanted your mother to be to you. That's what got me taken advantage of because I was so wounded and I'm like, well, I'm going to give this because I want it and I didn't get it. And I didn't set up boundaries and, and women took advantage of me. People took advantage of me because I didn't want to set a dollar sign or a value. And you know, I actually had um, uh, a young lady tell me she was dealing with one of the other uh, motivational speakers who was, I found out was stealing from me. How do I know? Because the lady that had her homework and her assignments, they knew that she had taken them from Vagina Power. And what they bought from her, they sent it to me. It was exactly my stuff that she stole. But they liked her. Why? Because she was very articulate. She had a staff that would do her website, her marketing, and her management. She actually had stolen the book from the lady called Stilettos in the Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say no name, but if you look it up, you'll know who I'm talking about. She stole from that lady and that lady had to sue her. And she said it was her book and she plagiarized it and lied. Like she was plagiarizing from me and a lot of other women who were naturally gifted and charismatic and came up with their own philosophies and concepts. They were biting. That's what most of these people on top do. They bite and they have a management and marketing team and sponsors and they repackage it like it's theirs. And the lady told me, we like her and we pay her and we will not pay you because your videos are all over the place for free. And you're on the phone talking to me for free. And I have to pay her $200 an hour just to get on the telephone. So we have more value for her because she makes us pay her. We have to pay for her classes and um, you don't. Mm. And I actually felt like that was okay to tell me you're giving all this stuff out of love and you just want to share it. We're taking it and we're listening to it, but we don't have any value for you. You know what that lady did? Fuck them over and stole their money. And they didn't get better because they found out she was stealing from me and everybody else. And she really didn't tell them anything to transform them. She just took their money and it sounded good. And to be honest with you, that's why, that's why I don't feel sorry for people. When you want to get mad at a mega preacher and he got 10 women pregnant and he also fucking your little boy, because he has a mega church, he has the Bentleys, and that's what this lady was doing, saying, I got this house because I'm so prosperous and I teach the law of attraction, but you rent out Airbnb. I see 15 years ago, we didn't know that that was possible. You rent our house and you said they're yours and I can teach you how to track this and you send me your money and you pay for the class and you pay and you have to talk to me. I understand why that would seem more valuable to somebody that don't have nothing and they admire the show, the glitz and the glamour. And that's why mega preachers and people that are bragging and Reverend Ike days, I don't know if you remember Reverend Ike, and that works. And you send the money in, Tammy and Faye, Tammy Faye, the preachers and, and Jim, Tammy and Jim, and you see the mansions, you see the studio, you see the car, most of that stuff is leased and rented and it's not belonging to them, but people like that. Mm -hmm. You being an honest person and a sincere person, and I'm giving all this knowledge from my heart and this energy, me, just me and they're just vampiring off of it eating off of it and then said we're not going to pay you because you you don't have any value you won't even charge you want to structure your business and she does and she gives less information than you and she charges more and you're just giving hours of this stuff i can't believe this black bitch told me that mm. black women told me we have no value for you because you give from your heart and you give it away and you will not cut it down, market it, give us less and make us pay. I never forgot that. And they watched me star, they watched me suffer. And then I was going through um, uh, abusive relationship with a dirty ass nigga that I was living with that I did just this year, just got rid of, got away from. Um, so yeah, like I said, I can't blame white people. Black women show me that they don't have value for themselves and they didn't have value for me. When you're giving it from a place of love, they feel like that's not power. The only thing a lot of these women really admire that come from nothing and have nothing like I did was you, well, excuse me, still do, somebody getting up there with a shoe shine show, talking eloquently, not speaking abonics, a good package with a con on it, but charging you high dollars. That's how our people are. Mm -hmm. 
That's why people ask me, you're going to go back to that woman? You won't get that from me again. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere else. That was the real me, my heart and soul. But you know what? I was a wounded healer and I moved from a place of wounds and I felt like you shouldn't have to sell everything. I'm just giving this as a gift of love. All my hurt and my pain and I, how I flipped it and sat by myself and learned black women didn't respect it. Mm. How do you feel about black women now? Because I, I, I can, I can, I can feel, I can, I can sense your I don't just like black women. I'm just saying it in this like I did just like me. I'm just telling you how they did me. I didn't do anything to them. They, they didn't like me, and they really and, and black women fight each other, and they're each other's worst enemy. And I hope you. I know you're not trying to say this, just me, because I know you see what I see. No, no, no. I know, but I can, I, I can feel you. I can sense the hurt. Like it's kind. It's yeah, and I fight them back. I fight them back because unfortunately I'm still dealing with this and I see I can't trust them. Only a few of them, I'm good to them that are good to me. But now I am open to everybody around the world because you will be hungry and you will die if you're trying to be on some pro-black, all-black, hate whitey type of shit when that conscious community would not accept me and would not allow a lot of people in. You will starve trying to be on that pro-black shit and you love all black women because you know what? All of them ain't going to love you and they're all not going to support you. And they're very, not all of them. They're groups of them like you and me, but you have to find them. You have to find your sisters yes. and, and test them and make sure that they love you like you love them and they down for you like you down for them. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but a lot of black women as a whole, we are taught to attack and fight each other and compete with each other. So if they can't compete in another arena and they look up to someone else and feel they know they're not gonna let you in and another race, they're not gonna let you in there and they don't give a fuck about you, they'll tend to feel better and, and be superior with their money and the house, the clothes and the things will attack other black women and have a narcissistic relationship with you and make you grovel or kiss their ass for certain trinkets and benefits when they know that you could be naturally more gifted and more talented but you don't have the access. Mm. You don't have That's the connection. I see it. It's not just me. So no, when I say that I'm not saying from a place of anger, I don't hate all women of color. I don't. I'm just telling you what I learned. I'm telling you what they told me and how they would justify the mistreatment of me and the rejection of my message and the way that I gave it. And I, you know what? I agree with what she said. Um, because I didn't know business. I didn't know marketing. I couldn't get managers. I couldn't get people that would sit down and structure me. I didn't have the education. Um, I was a wounded person and just wanted to give the knowledge out, put it out there. And just at that time, think about it. I understand it. I had all these people eating out the palm of my hand and I was viral millions of views on YouTube before they started censoring me, taking my channels down and did not know how to take that to the bank and did not have people to say, girl, oh my God, you're a gold mine. Let me teach you how to structure this and get your money because everybody wants you. Mm. Instead, I got people to come to me and say, wow, you're a gold mine. And I want to sign a contract with you and take your rights and put you as a host on the show. And I own the show and you own nothing. Mm. <laughs> Black people wanted to do that to me i know what you have and i know what to do with it you don't know what you have and you don't know what to do with it so instead of me teaching you and structuring you i would have even given a percentage as a partner they wanted me to have no rights because you're too stupid to see what you have and it wasn't that i was stupid to not know what i had i just didn't have the right people in my corner to teach me how to market it i didn't have the sponsors the backing know. No, it, it's not just like, you don't know. I knew I needed the marketing and the structure, but I didn't have the money to do it myself. And when I was trying to look for people to help me structure it, they wanted to charge me a lot of money and they wanted to take my rights. That's what I'm saying. I knew that needed to be done, but I didn't have the access to the media, the agents, the managers, the marketers, all the people I was trying to, to tap into, they acted like they didn't want to touch me. And when they would talk to me, I see my talent, they like, we don't know what to do with you because it's either box A or box B. And now we're talking to you and we see how multifaceted you are and your mind is, we can't box you. We don't know what to do with you. That was also 
uh, the problem. So when people ask me to go back there, I'm like, I'm not going back there. I'm finally learning now what I am, who I am, and what I have from all that pain and creating the power from the pain, learning to stand on my own, learning to, and I've actually had people say, well, I don't care about your, your abilities. I don't care about your new abilities you're showing. I don't care about your new businesses. I just want to laugh off the vagina power. I like when you talk shit and you crack jokes. I say, you don't give a fuck about me. Right. Because if you're telling me to go back to something that, that, that I can't eat off of, because I don't have sponsors, even if I did, let's say if I did that now on a website, because YouTube won't pay me. They won't monetize my channel. They say I talk nasty, but people talk nastier than me and they have sponsors and they monetize them or they have the chats, the um, super chats. I don't even have that option. So I have to ask for donations. I have to get my money in other ways. And I have to work with my readings, my products and my services. But if I were to do that on my website or somewhere else, I wouldn't do that without sponsors because unfortunately I eat from doing my readings and making my products. I never ate off of vagina power. Mm. So I'm not going, I've learned now, I'm not going back to anything that doesn't make me money. Mm. Damn. I feel like I don't want to ask you no more about vagina power now. No, it's fine. I talk about it in a different way now that benefits me. Right. And I do private consultations and I tie it into the work I do and with the spirituality and the sexuality, which to me being a vagina power is to honor my own self and honor my gifts and don't shrink for nobody or be ashamed and embarrassed and hide my gifts for nobody. You right. either love it or you don't. Like I just, like I said to you when we talked, you know, a while ago, I will do that, but I will do that in a way that I can chop and screw it and package it to make my money. Even if I, I bring that back and I chop it up and I put it in new um, downloads or um, new videos where they can go to my site and pay to download what I've done or my lectures. But basically, I don't even know why people would want me to do it over because I'm basically saying the same thing I said 20 years ago. Yeah. But they still want me to hear me say the same thing I said 20 years ago in a new video. Well, you're going to pay me for it. I, I realize now, even though people said that, I said it 20 years ago, and the younger people are listening to it and re-listening to it, they still want me now. They want me to teach that now. So now you're going to pay me. Right. And you have all of your content from the show. So can you sell it? Of course, I own it. I own my trademarks and I own my copyrights. Nobody owns it but me. Mm-hmm. So what but I would need an editor until I learn how to edit this stuff, which I think at this point, because I've even been fucked like that with editors and people trying to steal my content once I give it to them to do this with it, that with it. And my documentaries about my life. I think at this point I need to learn like a lot of other people like you do. I need to learn how to do the technical side that way that will never happen to me. Um, excuse me. That's what that has taught me. And what black women have told me, we don't value you, we value her. And this person ain't shit and you can't see it until she fucks you over. And they don't want to value me being a good person. A lot of times people devalue you when you're a good person and consider you weak. You see what I'm saying? And when, when you don't charge them for everything, you're weak and you're stupid. Subliminally, that's how people treat each other. They right. will buy something, the same product you got. They will buy it from that, that shirt you got. You giving it away or you selling it for $100. They'll go buy from another con artist bitch that will sell it for $350. Right. The same thing. Because mm -hmm. we're taught that the more you pay for something, the more valuable that it is. When you know most wealthy people, they walk around, especially the wealthy white folks, they walk around with some old tennis shoes on and blue jeans, might drive a raggedy car. And then they go out with their friends that out in the suburbs or up in the mountains. They got all types of trucks and Hummers and Bentleys and right. Ferraris and you don't even know. Right. Because they, they teach us to, be con to consume and to sell your soul through your pocketbook, uh, your booty hole and everywhere else to give your value away. When on the other hand, they take it and they keep their value. Right. And they invest because they have extra money to invest while you're trying to press people and you give yours away. So I realized the psychology and the sickness in a lot of our people. Um, so no, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it. It doesn't turn me off. But the way I did it and being a martyr, people, black people don't respect martyrs. Mm -hmm. They'll eat you. And they'll pick you to the bone and then you're broken, you're hungry. And then they'll say, well, you're a dumb bitch because 
you let us eat off you and we know you weren't charging, but we ate it anyway. And now we don't respect you because you broke. So why are you broke? So why are you hungry? Why didn't you charge? Why didn't you structure your business like such and such who we give our money to who will give us nothing and fuck over us in exchange? We fuck over you because we feel like you're too dumb and weak because you gave it to us from love. Love is considered weakness. Mm. So now my whole attitude I, I realized I didn't think I was worthy of being paid because I was with a man and I was with a mother and I was around people who said I didn't deserve to be paid. And what I said was stupid and had no value. That's another reason when you say where the relationship is, it's where it needs to be for me to form a good relationship with me and heal my wounded little girl. Cause I realized everybody deserves to be paid for what they do. Everybody deserves to be paid for the services and the gifts that they offer. And if they don't want to get paid and they want to give it out, that's something they got to work out within themselves. Right. But what I realized, I'm not Jesus Christ and I'm not Mother Teresa. And I was living that way. And that's what got me so disrespected. And like you said, other people copying me and trying to act like me. And they're getting paid for what they bit off me and probably you and everyone else. But it's not too late for me because you cannot copy me. I am an original. And there are so many abilities and talents they cannot copy because those things are born in you. They're innate. Either you have them. That's why I don't really worry about anybody copying me. I don't worry about anybody saying, oh, she's just like you. She talks like you. and walks." No, she doesn't. Mm -hmm. You don't do everything that I do. You you don't have the abilities that I have. I know that for a fact. And I would never try to be like anyone else. Everybody is uniquely them. And it's certain things in me, like you said, I'm a psychic medium. I'm a medical intuitive. I have the altars for the people. I cook for the people that are physically passed because those are ancestral altars. And I'm not the first one that's done that. That's a matter of respect to someone that has physically died, especially when they want to be heard. They want to speak. They want to see. Nobody does that but me. You can't tell me you see any reader that's a psychic medium that does readings that cook for the dead and that set their altars up and honor and respect them and pass their messages and dress up and sing to them and make their incense i have an incense here uh, you saw it that i make this is a 24k gold sage stick nobody makes that but me <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes that but me and every spirit that comes in here, somebody who's physically killed, they have one for them, uniquely for them, candles for them, foods for them, prayers for them. Mm. You can't tell me, saw anybody do that. You right. get little parts of me talking nasty. Anybody could talk like that because everybody got a pussy. Everybody got a dick. But the other aspects of me will never be imitated or duplicated because I'm the one to do what I do. Vagina power, just like only you can do you. Mm -hmm. Um, you also spoke about being celibate for a very long time, and I've been celibate. I still am. Oh, I still am. How has celibacy improved your life? Again, my mother told me I was a whore when I didn't know what that was. It's four and five years old, and trashed me and beat me and left me places for people to molest me and grown people to have sex with me. I never had a healthy view of my body and my vagina and my sexuality, but yet she was fucking and sucking and cheating on every man she was with. And people honored and respected that. And she was very comfortable in her sexuality, fucking anybody and everybody, but then did that to her daughters. So as a result of that, I always had very bad relationships, as I said, through the law of attraction and the subconscious mind. They were very destructive to me and abusive. Then men want to lock me in a cage and put a doll on the shelf and degrade me and tell me nobody else would want me and that nobody else would be better. And I knew that was a lie. They knew I was sick in the head and I was a wounded little girl with a fully functioning grown woman's vagina. So I wasn't going to keep on getting, getting in relationships where I was always the loser and I was always the victim. And a man tells you he loves you and he's crazy about you. And then when he gets you and has sex with you, he treats you like shit and tells you that you're nothing. I couldn't heal and really stand in my power and heal that wounded little girl who was molested and violated by my mother and letting men do this. And then saying at seven and eight, this guy tried to rape me, my two cousins. And she says, you liked it and you wanted it. And you're going to be a whore when you grow up anyway. So, so I'm not going to confront them. You're no good. I felt that I needed to heal myself and stop letting men go up in me that ejaculate in me, even if it was a condom on, they're still ejaculating energy in you and men to control you and dominate you and tell you that you're nothing. And they're spreading that energy 
through your etheric anatomy, your chakras and your auric field. And you're walking and talking and giving that information out. I'd rather be by myself and heal and clear that destructive, negative, lying energy out of me so that I can stand in my power, crystallized, pure gold energy and power without all of that shit on me mm-hmm. and all that negative calm on me so I can really see me and know me and control my own life and my own world and attract the type of men that I knew I deserved because I didn't feel like I deserved better. Because I was always told, sorry, my mother, I was nothing. And and everybody was just going to come on you and use you for arm candy. And then they're going to have sex with you and come on you and throw you in a trash can and leave you. My mother was saying that to me and my sister. We were like 12, 13 years old. That's all you're going to get. And that's all I was getting. Mm. So why do you think people have struggles with standing in their vagina and penis power? All the things that we mentioned, where you come from, what your childhood is like what you experienced, what you didn't experience. You're abusing your issues and your pain. It's many reasons. But it's a lot of the things we've always talked about, already Mm -hmm. talked about, dealing with your mother and your father or the lack of one and the archetypes you came in to manifest or to work through and heal and rise above. Mm -hmm. And I just made up my mind, it's not going to happen to me anymore because I learned how to set boundaries. And in my life, you will come in my life on my terms or you will exit as fast as you came in because right. I realized it's my world. It's my life. And I never felt like I had power to do that. Some, I always felt like some man was doing me a favor to talk to me, to sleep with me, to take me out. Like I was less than or some orphan or something. And I was always treated that way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I know. That's, that's all my history. And then, you know what? When I would meet men that would want to put me on a pedestal, I thought they were stupid. I didn't want them. I didn't like them. It was always the bad boy that I couldn't catch that I had to chase. Right. That was stronger and better. Uh, he was stronger because he, he could leave. And the other man was weaker because he could stay. Mm-hmm. And many times we're twisted in our thinking like that when we had those types of childhoods. Well, now I don't like that at all. I like the bad boy, but I like the gangster and the gentleman and the one that realized what you have in me and show compassion and love to me when I need it and strength when I need it. And someone doesn't come in and out of my life and runs away and walks away. I know that's not strength. That's weakness because anybody that loves you, they submit and they stay and they fight through the heartbreak, the hurt and the pain. And they call up your wounded little girl and they let her know she's safe with them. And they're not going to give her candy and kidnap her and rape her. And they find her in the woods. They're mm-hmm. going to embrace that little girl in you. They're going to heal her. They're going to love her. They're going to stay present with her. And they're not going to let her go. They will cherish her. And I understand that now. I understand that right. now. And if you can't give me that, I will give it to myself and I will stay celibate. Right. Same. I've been celibate for over a year. It's one of the best decisions I made so far. Um, After the the ending of your show, it seemed like you disappeared, but you also mentioned to me before we started. I was sick. I was poisoned by someone that I trusted. Conscious community that dealt with herbs and I took the herbs and they tainted the herbs and I got very ill and almost died and all my glands and my lymph swole up all swole up all over my body. I'm still dealing with it. And then I didn't know until lately the house was filled with mold because my ex would not repair the house. It was his house. And it was a lot of flooding off and on in here and he wouldn't fix things. And I realized that he wanted me to be sick. Mm. Um he would not ever test it for mold. Luckily, I finally tested it for mold and it was confirmed the black mold has been in here for years. And I didn't know what was making me sick. The doctors could not diagnose me with anything because I didn't know to tell them to test me for mold. And this man knew that was going on and he literally tried to destroy me. So I, I kept that secret and now I'm very open about it. I'm very honest um, about where I come from because I'm not in that relationship with him anymore. And I stopped having sex with him a long time ago. Once I realized he was having sex with me with lies and ejaculating lies and he wanted me to hate myself and he wanted me um, to feel like he was better than me and less than and he controlled me through money. I trusted this man and he basically he controlled all of my money 
I looked at him as my best friend because he was older and very successful. And I wanted him to be my teacher, my lover, my friend. He promised to be that. But you know what? The closer we got, the more controlling and more narcissistic. And he stole from me. And then he would try to destroy my self-esteem when I noticed it and confronted me and liked to call me dumb and crazy, mm. just like my mother did. Uh, so now I'm not embarrassed. I mean, kind of embarrassed and kind of hurt, but I'm not so embarrassed and ashamed that I can't share it. I've never shared it in his abuse towards me and financial abuse and like um, holding me hostage uh, financially because I trusted him so much and he handled my money and I got my money from him and he used that to literally destroy me and all my opportunities and every business opportunity he was in it and he knew and I would wonder after I introduced myself to someone or he would sit down with a business meeting all of my options were destroyed mm. because he was telling them behind my back oh she's a dumb bitch oh she's crazy done the best in her don't help her because he was afraid and he literally told me he was afraid one day you're so talented they're going to pick you up and then you'll leave me for a younger man he was so he was like all my friends say so all my friends say you're no good and all my friends say you just want money and like I told you earlier that you didn't know I was doing that show for years for free just right. to prove I was a good person I was hardworking. I had nothing and yet he said Oh, that's all you want. And I could have easily left and slept with people that had more, that were younger, better looking. I didn't. I, it reminded me of Tina Turner. What she said was, I would say, y'all always leave me. He's beating them in the face. He's fucking over them. Uh, he's taking their money. You're going to leave. You're going to leave. And you you should. So I'm not doing that. But she stayed to try to prove to him she wasn't like that. I used to be a dummy and try to prove this man I wasn't like that. And he literally did what he could to destroy my whole life. Watch mm. me go through bankruptcy took my money because he controlled it and I had nothing and I trusted him to handle everything here. It was hell. And I literally had to get out of the relationship with nothing. I'm literally right now, later in life, I'm just trying not to beat myself up and feel bad about it. Having to start over with nothing. Right. Because of the way I did not, I did and did not handle my business and trusted this man who was lying to me for 20 years. Mm. You have any regrets? I just told you everything. Mm. Mm. And that's why I'm sharing it now. And I just, it's nothing I can do about it, right. but learn and get over it. Cause I can't go back. I regret everything about my life. I, like I told you, I regret the way I did vagina power and all that and let people well, they were playing on my pain because I had so much pain and I just want to give and to help. That's not what you do. Right. You can give and help, but first, damn, you got to look out for yourself. And I was never taught to do that. I was taught to sacrifice yourself because that's what Jesus would do. And you be a good Samaritan and you give service and you don't expect anything in return. You give everything out like women are taught to do and you don't ask for anything back. That's why women get breast cancer because everybody's sucking your breast and your children sucking your breast and everybody's fucking you. Your man is fucking you and they have ovarian and uterine cancer because they're giving away and they're afraid to say no. And everybody just takes from them and they say no and don't give anything. They only come around when they're going to gonna take. Right. Well, if there's one thing that you would like people to take away from your journey, what would that be? Like I said, don't be like me. You know, you have to heal your issues and your wounds. And you cannot heal yourself by giving yourself away because people teach you to give yourself away. You have to realize who you are and you're only going to do that by getting alone and finding out where the original source of those wounds come from. And it hurts so bad and it's so difficult to do, but you really have to spend time and they're not going to tell you, but everybody knows where it comes from. I don't know. And I don't know why I let people do this and that, you know, you just don't want to tell us that, you know, because you're embarrassed and you're ashamed about it, but everybody knows what their problem is. And when you see somebody constantly giving themselves away, that's usually a childhood wound, an issue. And then you keep it so deep because everybody comes to your life, fucks you over and walks over you like that. And then you wonder, you see, they just don't see how good I am. They don't value me and appreciate because they know you're a stupid bitch because you won't stand in your power. You won't realize you're a powerful person. You believe your mother and everybody else who said you had no power. 
And that's the only way that's going to change. No counselor's going to fix that. They can help you see it, but nobody's going to fix you but you. And unfortunately, you usually get like me because I keep having people around me and my mother and my family saying, God is going to fix this and you're a good person and God is going to reward you. No, God isn't. It doesn't happen. I don't know anybody it happens to. Keep being a doormat and God watch you be a doormat and you pray to God and God doesn't stop you from being a doormat and getting your ass kicked to get your fucking brains blowed out. Oh, is that how God's going to help you not take you to heaven? <laughs> why did why did let your brains get blown out? You're trusting the wrong God and you're not trusting the God within you because you feel like it's not there and you're not healing your own shit. That's all I can say. It's, I have nothing elaborate or philosophical or deep to say uh, about that because that's the only way it's going to change. When you face you and you stand in your power and you learn how to heal it because nobody's going to come save you. No God, nobody is going to come save you long term. Eventually, if you really want to stand in your power, you're going to have to look at that person that always looks back at you because this person's always with you. So if this person's always with you and you keep attracting different people, but you're always right there, you're the fucking problem. And even not standing in your power and taking it back and fighting back, you are the problem. Hmm. That's just how I live now. That's why I like being alone because now I can be comfortable being with me. I don't need no lover here. I don't need no friends here. I don't need no drinks here. I don't need no drugs here. No, I need to really face my shit and be all I can be, even though this isn't the last part of my life and contribute whatever I'm supposed to contribute to everybody. But I can't contribute everything to everybody um, unless I'm doing what I'm doing now, which I'm in a better place now because I'm first giving me what? I need and I'm not ashamed to say what I need and if you don't respect that I will cut you the fuck off because that tells me you're not what I need and I need to see that and get the fuck away from you and it's been all the people around me have been predators my whole life and so and I, I had to recognize that and I had to do what you're taught not to do you're taught to look outside of yourself for something and somebody and give your power away. They don't teach you, at least women of color don't teach you. They always teach you this God or something outside of you and up in the sky. I don't believe that anymore. Because mm. you're giving away power. Mm. Well, I really do hope, um, I really want you to succeed and win in life. And I really do hope that you get everything that you deserve because you are iconic and you are legendary. And I really hate that people took advantage of you the way that they did. So, and however I can help. I feel that now that I have to start over and I'll get it now because I'm doing what I wasn't taught to do. And if I had a little girl or had children, I think that's the first thing you should teach your daughter to do is that she's powerful and do everything you can to develop her natural abilities and have her resonate and stand in her power when she's a baby. If she does, there's nothing that can stop her. When I see women do that and right. teach their children, those usually those little girls become very unstoppable. Mm -hmm. So I think it's still better late than never uh, because all my little girl things... I do now mm -hmm. and um, I have my little girl toys and all the things I want to do just like when I don't know if you saw them like my new outfits that I wear that's my little girl's outfits mm -hmm. <laughs> what I never had the courage to wear I'm, right. I'm, I'm bonding with her I As enjoy you that that's the little girl part I tell myself <laughs> and I tell people when I'm a guest on their show that I just want to honor the little girl in me I do it. I'm like, you like that? And I'm just like, oh my God, you're too old. You cannot put that outfit on. They're going to laugh. And then I'm like, fuck it. I mean, it's like my little girl. Right. She always wanted to do it. And my right. mother always pushed her little girls down and never said they were beautiful, but she would dress very voluptuously. And it makes me giggle when I get on the uh, uh, show, like I did a couple nights ago with the, um, the gold crystal bra. And it's just chains on it. And the 20 and 30 year olds are going crazy. And I like, y'all don't, this don't look bad. Y'all don't, they said, we love it. And actually, 
a whole new group of younger women and men going, hey, go. And Mike, I was talking to a young lady and she said her husband was doing, and she was like, what you keep staring at that screen for? He looks good. And I said, thank you. I said, you didn't get mad. She said, no, we liked it. And she's what? I think she's in her thirties and she's happily married. And I'm like, you know what? That makes me think I still got a chance to find yeah. somebody. Yeah, <laughs> because you still look good. I told you that. You still look good. <laughs> you know, I never took my clothes off. And I was always, I had all these hangups around my issues and stretch marks and scars. And my breasts were covered in the middle with chocolate covered. It looked like bear claws. And now you're seeing I can show the breast and there's nothing there. Well, how I got there because of the pain, I learned how to make skincare products mm -hmm. to exfoliate and take all the dead skin off. Mm. And you know what? It's the best revenge. I know what I'm going to say. You probably never went through this. You have no children, but even some children, women, this never get scarred. I did. And I felt like I had to learn how to make something good out of the bad stuff mm -hmm. and I created you know my ex mm -hmm. he would laugh and put me put my body down mm. when I had the stretch marks uh literally like dark bear claws in the middle of my cleavage right there and I had them on my stomach I had them on my butt I, I couldn't um I couldn't show anything and when I started off and I want to show you can be powerful without taking your clothes off. So that was another reason why I covered everything because I had started to make the formulas and work on it back then, but they were still there. Um, I felt, and what I'm going to say, I don't know if you would understand what I'm getting ready to say and what other women get ready to say. He came over here last year and he came over earlier this year and he was fixing something. And I had one of my see-through jumpsuits on that I've never, ever worn in my life that I always wanted to wear when I was a little girl and I love Cher and Tina Turner. And I don't know if you remember or heard of Lola Polana, but mm -hmm. all those were some of those beautiful women. And I love them. And Lola Polana, I think for Playboy, she posed naked on a horse and she was in Vegas. And I was like, when I grow up, I want to look like that and have a body like that and like Cher and Tina Turner. Right. And that happened to me. I got pregnant and just ate from depression and being put down and humiliated my whole pregnancy. I'm like, okay, that's over. That's never going to happen. And I started looking for ways and talking to skincare specialists, estheticians and learned how to create these formulas and what would exfoliate and peel down the skin. And he saw me with the outfit on. He called me in the other room and he said, why do you have on that see-through jumpsuit? Do you realize this man in here doing maintenance? And I said, it's my house. And what do they have to do with me? I don't know that they're coming to perform maintenance and leave. And I said, do you see my chest now and how I can do see-through and there's no scars? And I said, remember how you would laugh, how you would point and, and say, oh, there's a stretch mark right there. Oh, and ha ha, there's a stretch mark right there. And who's going to want you? Who's going to want to see you naked with that on you and that a ha ha ha? Girl, that destroyed my self-esteem and you know what i already have self-esteem but if somebody does that to a woman you know why he's doing that so she won't leave mm -hmm. because she believes she's not beautiful and who's gonna want to see her you know that and you know and i know there are women that are big got stretch marks everywhere that are skinny and men love their dirty draws and will kill you about them right. so you don't have to be flawless for a man to want you but he knew that hurt me and he liked me like that. And so he, then I would say, well, can you take me to the doctor or can you take me to a spa? Oh, I don't have the money for that. It's like, you, you don't want to get me out of that prison, but you want to make fun of me that I'm there and say, well, who would want you? Right. Who would want to see that? Girl, he would actually say, and he's older than me and not cute, not fine, nothing. He's like in his fucking seventies. Not a good looking guy, but he liked to tear me up because you know how any woman that would hurt her for her own man just to make fun of her naked and say that my other girlfriend looked better than you. Right. My other girlfriend has no scars. And so I said that to say, don't you think this is the best revenge that even though it's later in my life, uh, we're not together and I don't want him touching me. Why? Because you said I was nothing. And you said, nobody wants me. And you laughed at my scars. And he didn't know, like you didn't know what you're telling you now. When I was covering, um, I was working on formulas to test 
to help to eat up the scars because it was painful. Right. I'll even go to the doctor or going to the bathroom looking at yourself and you see that and it's like no nobody wanted me. I, I didn't have anybody that want me. You know, some men when they don't love you, you think they love you and, and you take off your clothes and they see that because they don't really love you. And then they make fun of you or they go tell someone about it. And that was my experience in the past. And you know, I was a young woman, but I felt old with those scars there. And so I didn't tell him and he wouldn't help me go to a doctor to fix it. So I learned how to create chemistry shit on my own and read and research. And when he saw it, I said, remember how you would make fun of me? And I was like, wow, and I took it off. I was like, do you see anything now? You know, he got angry because oh, it was yes, and he did what he could to destroy me. And and that's why when I see it now, I like being alone. Like you say, it's how you feel about selling being alone. Because it's a healing for me because I feel like this. If a man tortures you and puts you down when something is wrong with you and they know it hurts you and it makes you extremely insecure and afraid to be naked and it makes you scared to be vulnerable with them because when they're having sex with you they're like haha look at this and look at that but i want you and i don't want you to go nowhere else and nobody else is going to want you and i'm not going to help you get rid of it either girl why should you let them fuck you mm -hmm. when you have to struggle to get rid of that stuff yourself mm -hmm. facts at this point he could never touch me facts. and it's the best revenge i might be older in life but I feel like I'm better in life because when that happened to me and I had my baby at 20 and my body was torn up and then I was surgically botched and my C-section instead of going straight, girl, it was like this. Oh, wow. He saw that too. And he made fun of me and I found the right surgeon to fix it. And my, uh, I also had hernias in the inside because I got so big. And when they cut my son out of me, um, it was like, you know, the public hospital and they botched me and I walked around for like 12 years in my stomach, asymmetrical and these lumps, but I didn't know what they were. I didn't really know my body. I didn't know they were, were pieces of gut. Oh, I wow. had to get, yeah. And he made fun of it. So it was like so much pain. I, I don't mind sharing with you in case you share with someone that may hear and may relate to it. And, and so being alone and just working on me and I had to look in the mirror and I, look at me naked and it was so disfigured. I thought I could never come back from it. Um, feel like nobody was going to want me. I started hugging the stretch marks, hugging the scar, hugging the breast and say that I'm enough right now. I'm good enough right now. I, I love myself right now. I trust myself right now. I'm enough right now. And the more I did that and I started to embrace myself and I just knew, I don't know when and where, but I knew somebody was going to meet the right doctor, somebody to help me fix it as well as um, creating the formulas. And that goes back to what I was saying to you about the science of the mind and the law of attraction and think and grow rich. I actually started almost like a vision board, but it was a vision board in my head where I started like going into magazines and I started getting pictures of the body I wanted to look like and flawless in the bikini. And I just put my face on it and created like a vision board of it every day. That's all I saw. Mm -hmm. And when I looked in the mirror to see what I didn't want to see, I would always bless it and I love it. And I knew the divine solution, the right solution would come and it took a while. So I said all that to say, girl, when I wear those bras, now you see they mean something deeper to me. Yeah. And I show my tummy. I can show my stomach now and it's not all these chocolate stretch marks all over it. And it was so, so hurtful for somebody to say they love me and you're having sex with me and you're like a kid pointing, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, oh, ha ha, yes, go there, yes, go there. Oh, your, your, your breasts are, are, are full of stretch marks, ha ha. Who's going to want to see that? And I, girl, I, it was awful. Yeah. To have a man to sleep with you and do that, to do that to you. You know, I'm I'm really thankful that you're sharing your story because I always feel like you never know what people are going through behind closed, do closed doors. And I feel like you went through a lot. <sighs> and I feel like when people look at you and they see you, they don't see the things that you share with us. So I'm, I really appreciate you doing that because I'm pretty sure it's going to help somebody. That's I don't think you want, do you really want them to see that though? I don't, I don't think because the people that did it to you, it would give them satisfaction. Like 
yeah, we're not together anymore, but look at her. She ain't shit. Don't nobody want her. She's an alcoholic. She's a drug addict. She looks a mess. You would really give another human being the power to say that and to enjoy that now she's not with me, but she won't go nowhere either because nobody wants her and she's all fucked up. I wasn't going to leave this relationship like that. And he had to see it because it hurt so bad. I'm a woman and you know, I was such a good person and I was so vulnerable and I loved you and all you could do because you're so insecure is to serve me that and then you won't help me come up with the solution. Because I really wanted a husband. I didn't want to sleep around. I wanted to be with him. But girl, he was so messed up in the head that he could never see. He didn't have to be the finest nigga to me. He didn't have to have the pretty face or the pretty body, none of that. I just wanted to be loved. And you know what? I think that was my problem. Mm. Because I didn't set a standard. I just felt like if I'm loving you and I'm good to you, I was told it comes back and read what you sow. Girl, you don't when you don't have any boundaries and you're truly not focusing on the mental science of the law of attraction. And in your mind, you're really not focusing on, okay, like this. And I'll make it short. When you're, when you say that you want someone to love you and be good to you, but you always got what I just described a part of you, your emotions and your total attention and the passion you're feeling is not only focusing on what you want, it's focusing on what you don't want and the pain that you haven't dealt with from the trauma. So that's all you're seeing and you're feeling. And then you keep getting more of what your passion and what your pain and what your intention is focusing on. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why it's always mismatched, why what shows up physically is mismatched. It's really not mismatched. It's, it's, it's focusing on what's in your subconscious mind that you're not telling everybody and that you're not clearing. It's on. That's why I tell people and I had to learn, don't write a list and say the pros and cons. What I want and I don't want this and he can't do that. And then you keep getting what you said you don't want. And you don't focus on why? Because that's where all your feelings are. Right. That's where all your images are. Right. So I had to be alone and clear. And that really hurt me. And girl, when I showed it to him and the bras and the breast, I'm like, look at the stomach now, look at the breast. He couldn't take it. And mm. then started to insult me. Oh, you're showing the men that. Oh, they're they're doing maintenance. The maintenance men have to look at that. And I'm like, they're not even looking at me. They're around the corner and we're in here. But you made fun of the image. And I was like, just snatched it back. I said, that's not funny anymore. You don't want to laugh anymore. But I'm just curious. Ain't no celebrities or ain't no like basketball players. Ain't nobody trying to holler at you? No. And I think too, I don't go out. I'm not social. And girl, I'm scared of them. I'm scared of them. And they're probably scared of me. (laughs) Well, probably because I'm not like a lot of men. It's like, oh, you're intimidating. You're, you're so strong. Your voice is so aggressive. And I I don't know. You seem like you're mean and, and, and you're vicious. I'm like, no, I'm not. But girl, I'm scared of them. And when I see men with money and I see them hanging on socials, I get scared of them. So I don't reach out or if men try to hit on me now, I'm like, thank you. And I'll say something, email, thank you and herp and close it. Because I feel that men that are high profile like that, you know, it's different now. I think that if they take you out, or you tell me if I'm wrong, if they take you out and they start spending money, cause they want to screw. Yeah. And I'm not ready. I, I'm so afraid. I'm admitting that to you, but girl, I'm so afraid to open my body up because that's the place I always got hurt. Mm. <laughs> Giving your body and always having that associated with pain and never meeting men to love me and then love and know myself. I attracted all, like I just told you, girl, I attracted all the wrong men. So I would like that, of course. Like you said, a man is successful and beautiful. But then, girl, look at what we hear about them. All those athletes and celebrities, they fuck around on every woman they get with that's beautiful and strong and beat their ass and lead them with babies and then had to deal with child support and, and cheat. It's like, that's that's all I see. So I see the beauty of them. But girl, they scare me. I can really <laughs> honestly say they scare, your dick scare me. <laughs> well, would you, would you ever go back to dating women? No, I don't want that. I love men. Because I don't know how to deal with them. Right. And I never attracted 
the right one because I love men. When Nipsey came to me and started reading me, I fell in love with him. Mm -hmm. I was like, why well, I can't meet somebody like that that's so charming and so sexy and so beautiful and so intelligent. Right. Even I know he was a ladies man at the time. I think at some point, everybody might find someone. Every man, will they might cheat on women, but I don't think they cheat on every woman when there's a spiritual bond with them. And so now I'm open, but girl, I have to be honest about my wounds. Right. So if I meet a man, I would rather be friends first. And if it doesn't go anywhere, it's okay. We can still be friends, but I really have trust. It, especially in Atlanta, got all yeah. these rich men that are down low and shit and, and like to fuck a lot of whole bunch of women because it's a shortage of men. Yeah, when, a lot of my guests, especially when it comes to like HIV and other STD episodes, Girl. a lot of them are from Atlanta, and a lot of the, they share their stories of being with men that are on, that are on the down low. It's, it's it's crazy. I don't know what I'm gonna do, so that's why I said, let me learn, girl. Like I told you earlier, I'm enjoying that little girl, but I do like it, girl, when they look still. <laughs> and my fifties, they still look. Yeah, that makes me feel good. Cause you're still fine. <laughs> okay. They still look, but girl, I'm just now getting comfortable with my vagina and with my body. When you have a mother, I don't know if your mother did it, but I always said that you're nothing. Your two daughters are nothing, but you are everything. Mm -hmm. And now I look at her, and she's not beautiful anymore. And she was such a rotten person in the inside, and I don't think she knew she was beautiful. Uh, on the outside, but she was very vain and very narcissistic. And you see, if you don't take care of yourself, that does come to an end. And she tormented her daughters. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm finally to a place in life. It's like, that's fine. You don't like me. That's fine. You're not attracted to me. That's fine. You don't want to be my friend. But finally, I love me. I'm okay with me. I'm, I'm okay with sitting in front of the camera, eating donuts with shit in my teeth, you know, and I mean, <laughs> and saying, hey, you like this outfit? You don't like it? Oh, fuck you. I'm going to wear it. Do I like it? Y'all like it? Can I put some panties on? Because I've never, it's like, it's the freedom, um, even though I'm not sexual. Right. That's the little girl. That's the stuff she always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely and, feel you. I feel like being celibate has been one of the best decisions and it has definitely had its rewards. I, I feel I'm in a, a great space. And I think that has a lot to do with me being celibate. And I think but, I mean, because you're so like a beautiful person, beautiful pace, beautiful smile. I think Thank when you. you're ready, you know who you are and where you are and what you want. And when you want it, it'll come when you say that I'm ready to have this experience and and that experience. But I can't believe I said that to you. Like, wow, I admit it. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I'm really scared of men because I don't know. And the good ones that I met, they was with a woman they loved. Mm. And I, it's like, they're already taken. And I'm like, I want to know what that feels like. I hope I get to know. Me too. And that's why I I'm more. You're more advanced than me. I think you already know it'd be easy for you to attract it. I, you probably don't have the hangups I have and have to overcome the stuff and you know what when I when I told I wanted to tell like I was telling you when I could show him and I'm like you can't touch it anymore because you didn't want it when it was tainted and you wouldn't help me if you love me you would help me fix all this stuff and say look what I got right. but instead you thought it's okay to beat me up like a lot of people do with their mate and um excuse me I really want never I never knew and I want to know to what it feels like to be worshipped like when you see some man girl they just love the ground they want to walk on right and she gets it she wants i want to know what it's that feels happen like. for you but you gotta go outside though <laughs> no without the sex yeah without the sex it can happen for you i want to know what it likes what it feels like to be worshipped without having to get in bed with someone first right. just like an energy an energy relationship a spiritual relationship, a verbal relationship, because I think those are rare. Yeah. Where a man would actually be willing to go there with you, where you have a, a mind, a body, a spirit connection, 
and you get to know the internal parts of the person and practice tantric sex mm-hmm. without become physical. Right. Because that way, girl, when you, that doesn't happen with everybody. But when you bond with a man like that, girl, you have him. And it's the physical sex is going to be explosive. It doesn't matter how much a pretty another woman is, how fat her ass is, how well she can suck dick. Those type of energetic agreements and bonds don't happen with everybody because you're good at sex or because the person's attractive. That is like a cosmic and a karmic soul mate, like a twin flame. Mm-hmm. And everything else starts connecting and bonding before it becomes physical. That way nobody can come in between it. I want to know what that feels like. Me too. That's what I want. Your twin flame. So when you start working on your manifestation, tell your ancestors and tell the universe you want the twin flame because nobody can take them from you. Nobody can interfere. And it's not physical first. And if you haven't already started studying the tantric sex, what I was telling one lady today, I said, you need to do this at a certain time every day. You can do it as many times as you want. When you're practicing tantric sex with your man, you first want to know that you are one. And I heard Deepak Chopra say this a long time ago. He said, when somebody dies in one country or another part of the world and they become just energy and breath or, or their body disintegrates, you actually, that, that breath moves all around the earth and you inhale their breath and exhale and everybody inhales and exhales everybody. Mm. I told her to start working on inhaling and exhaling the breath of her lover. So they become one and they're bonded with their rhythm, their breath, their heartbeat, their pulse, and their fluids, their saliva, their tongues, um, their thoughts, their energy, their hands, um, the secretions from the vagina and the penis. Do you realize how many people are walking around here having sex with someone and they're not in sync with the person to the point you can feel their pulse and their heartbeat Mm -hmm. and get it on rhythm with yours and their breath? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that everybody should be that way, but people get together for the wrong reasons or they're not balanced and it's not going to happen with everybody with money or fame or connections or prestige or, or arranged marriages, but to have an energy marriage, girl, nobody can take them away from you when you have a twin flame and a karmic marriage that's based on just the pulse of the universe that moves through your heartbeat and moves through your breath. Mm. She's going to let me know. She liked the idea. I'm going to see <laughs> when she tried to breathe. You don't think that's erotic. You're breathing your person's breath. Your man's laying on you. You're laying on him. You're feeling his heartbeat. Your heartbeat, you line your heartbeat up with his. Your mm-hmm. pulse with his. You're breathing with his to the point that everything about you all and the spirit inside of him and the soul inside of him aligns with the one in you and you all become one energetically. Where right. Everything is functioning at the same time. Amazing. We all oh. have that. We don't, we don't have much of that. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to have it. I want to find my person. I want my person to find me. And I feel like I'm getting closer because I see him in my dreams. And I He's feel- already in you because you have the vagina power and you are the creator. You're the divine matriarch and matrix of all life. So if he's, if you're feeling this pulsating in your body, you're seeing it in your dreams, girl, he already exists. Mm-hmm. You just have to pull him to you. Right. You, you're the one that has power, not him. We're the creators. We say what goes on and what doesn't. Right. Right. Well, I appreciate you. I think that this was an amazing conversation. Yeah. I really do look forward to us building our relationship and how I can, however I can help you. And I really okay. appreciate you. I think that this was amazing. I, I definitely learned a lot about you. And I'm just so honored to be speaking to you. <laughs> I'm so I, I love the younger women talking to me. I, I respect y'all. I listen. I learn. I love it. I'm still a student. I feel like it's so much I don't know. So when you all want to talk to me and you share with me, I listen and I learn. And I thank you for, for that. Let me be your space. I love it. Thank you. And hopefully we can get this book out, get this documentary out because you have definitely put a stamp in our culture. And I think people need to know more about you and the things that you went through and how you overcame a lot of things. Thank you. I look forward to talking to you again. I'm so honored by you letting me into your space. No, it made me feel better. I feel better today. 
No, I'm happy you feel better because y'all at first I don't she didn't she didn't want to do the episode because of my um I, I do, I did. I just wanted us to be it's like when page. I'm talking to you all this whole time about boundaries yes. and making sure like I'm like, I don't care what you do with it. I don't I don't care if you make money. I have no problem with that. Just let me make some too. And once you said I'll do that, I'm like, let's go. Yes, and I was I prayed over, and I'm like, come on, guys, I really (laughs) wanted to be a part of this because I really respect you and I looked up to you, and you are definitely a pioneer. So I'm so happy that we were able to do this. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. You're welcome. And until next time, everyone. Later. You're not gonna say bye. Bye, babies. (laughs) Bye. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in the 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.